I think when the news broke, it was one of the greatest moments in Southeastern Conference history because we're finally moving forward. Uh, this thing could not go in, in 2025 for, for many, many reasons. You know, number one, it was it was just simply too long a wait. And secondly, I, I just think that with the Big Ten making its move uh, next year and the, Big, and the Big 12 making a move this year, the, the, the SEC had to have closure on this, and, and I, I think all fans ought to be rejoicing uh, with this news. Paul Feinbaum talking about the Oklahoma-Texas entry into the Southeastern Conference next season. One of the biggest moments in yeah. the history of the SEC. That's what I took away, too. Like, dang. Huh. Obviously, number one is when they found out that people would buy the excuse, oh, we didn't care to be in the bowl game. It don't matter. We didn't care about it. <laughs> That's number one, but this one might rank number two behind that one. That's big for the SEC. That's interesting. Um, we'll see how impactful it is. I, I, don't, I don't know why that's the, uh, necessarily the case, but okay. I, I'm not going to argue against it. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I think, uh, I think, for that to be the case, I think both teams need to come in and be really competitive. I, I don't know that it does you. I, I, I don't. You just they need to be competitive. I don't think necessarily they need to make the championship game or anything like that. But to be nationally competitive and views. Uh, viewed as really big brands, I think that's uh, that's going to help the SEC in the long run because a couple of really big fan bases that draw a lot of attention. How would it be viewed locally and nationally if they throw OU a really tough game in their first SEC game, which we expect that to happen, but let's just say for argument's sake that it's Bama and Georgia, and Bama and Georgia, they're still the programs that they are today. What's the local and national perception if OU's thrown one of those games and they win their first SEC game against a, a, a program like that? Well, I think it's huge. Uh, I think it gives you instant credibility. You know, a lot of people that, you know, have said that, you know, Oklahoma going to the SEC is they're in for a big surprise. They're just, you know, they're going to be an 8-4 and four type of team year in, year out there. I think it, it moves you past that narrative pretty quickly. Now, one game ultimately isn't going to do anything if you don't go out and continue to live up to that, right? You, if you set the standard that high and you continue to maintain, be a, a, a top-caliber opponent year in, year out, then I think that gives you a ton of legitimacy and is only going to help you in recruiting and narrative and all of those things. Well, it sure changed A&M's narrative, at least for a little while, when they wanted Alabama their first year, right? So I think it might be comparable to that. Like, oh my God! Yeah. I, I mean, really sh- shake things up. Like that would be the local and the national perception. You're right. That wouldn't tell the entire story, but we tend to live life in sports like one game at a time, you know. And it would be a, it would be, the most excited this fan base has been in the middle of the season in quite some time. If you were able to roll right. in the SEC and, and go about it that way, I mean, the excitement yeah, around yeah. here would be. Whew. I you know I wish. Let's see, did the SEC come out with their schedule in, like, November? It was during the uh, season. Yeah, it, it yeah. may have been November. I think it was, like, November. I This November, I hope the SEC schedule comes out and, like, we're going to get some guidance and some clarity on exactly what the, the new format's going to be. coming. I think May is whenever their spring meetings are. Yeah. Uh, so we'll know then, I think, what the exact format's going to be. But when that schedule comes out in November, I hope we have a, a big-time home game that's maybe maybe they just reschedule that Georgia, and, and that's the first opportunity we're going to get for, for the big-time home game. I hope that's our first one. And we can uh, – because I think that that's going to bring the best out in, in, our, in our team, in our fan base – all of the above. Yeah, I, I would think um, if I had to guess two teams that they play, I think it will be a home game, and I think it would be Georgia or Tennessee. Georgia, because yeah. they had that game scheduled, I guess that makes sense. It's a big-time opponent, obviously. That would be a huge ratings game. And then Tennessee, because of the obvious storylines that are there with uh, with Josh Heupel. 
and you're yeah. going to play them well, in the future also. So, yeah, we had the Tennessee uh, scheduled as well. So, yeah, I, either one of those I think would be great. I mean, there's any number of matchups for the first one that I think would be awesome. Oh LSU, yeah, Bama. I mean, it, you could well, any, a bunch anything, of anything compared to what we're used to. You throw Auburn in here, which if you were to go down the list, it would be about eight or nine. But Auburn would still feel like the biggest home game you've had since when Ohio State. Auburn, Auburn probably would be. It'd feel like the biggest home game you've had since Ohio State since 2016. It'd be eight years. That's wild. Yeah, no, I hey, I agree with that 100%. Um, huge home game. And what the great thing is, is it's not going to be the only one. Like, let's say you open up with Georgia in week three or whatever of the season. That's not going to be the only big home game you have. I, if you followed that up with a home game against A&M or Ole Miss or, you know, Arkansas even, there's there's going to be several of those games in there that like, any of those are going to be viewed as awesome home games and awesome opportunities. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the text line from the 405. For once in his life, Feinbaum said something that wasn't completely ignorant and didn't <laughs> sound like a douche. The Chinese balloon is now the second craziest thing we've heard about this week. LOL. Very good text. That was was very nice. I enjoyed that. Well done. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I think the fact that it had to get done, you know, he mentioned that in there. I agree with that. It did have to get done. You couldn't be preempted by the Big Ten. You couldn't have the expansion of the of the playoff happening and still have this hanging over your head. And I think it's better for everyone involved. Now, there's that doesn't mean that it's still not messy. Like there's still Fox and Big Twelve and everyone trying to be made whole. And like there's still a bunch of moving parts to it. But yes, it needed to get done. Uh, Texas A&M deserves to welcome Texas into the SEC with the game in Austin, Mark and Newcastle. You're too scared what's to play latest, one another. What's the latest on that situation? Have we heard anything about – I know because everyone it's – like, it's like two people that are about to fight that are just kind of, what, are you scared? Well, are you scared? Are you scared? Like just back and forth, no one's going to do anything, though. Was right? that like, it's like a, Mayweather and Pacquiao all those years talking about fighting and never actually doing it? I'm not. The it's more like a boxing a nightly there. NBA dust up, right? <laughs> yeah, There's a whole lot of pushing and holding one another back, but nothing actually happens. Nine one eight. So is OU going to have a cupcake non conference games toward the end of their seasons now? Well, there'll be well, less opportunities because it sounds yeah. like the SEC might be going. The SEC plays eight conference games now, obviously four non-con games. It sounds like the SEC, and we'll find out soon, nine conference games with three non-con games. And we've known this for a while. We relearned the lesson recently that the networks ultimately – are in charge of college football. That's true, man. Right? That's true. And and they're in charge of what is going to happen and what's not going to happen. And I think the networks are saying, you know what? You know that that Tennessee-Chattanooga game that you have in November? Yeah, we're going to have to go ahead and eliminate that. We want more conference games with more big-time Fine by me. So, so it's fine yeah. by me, man. Camo Sooner, OU, is going, OU going to the SEC is like when Ric Flair went to the WWF. Are you are you a big enough wrestling fan to remember that moment? Um, now where did he Dude, from the I didn't watch WWF to the WCW? I my first memories of wrestling, and I didn't get that into. I mean, it is like it's Hulk, it's Sting, it's Stone Cold, it's the like when the Rock was still around. So yeah. I'm not. Someone, there, there's several textures I'm sure that would know way more about wrestling than I do, especially from that era. Now, it was a coup whenever WCW got rolling and Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, uh, even Sting, a lot of those guys went to the WCW. You had the, you had the NWA or uh, was it NWO? NWO. Yep. You had the Wolf Pack. Uh, yeah. And did, I, did you ever order think, an NWO T-shirt? Because they used to show the commercial all the time. I'm sure no, you had a sleeveless one. No. At that point in time in the 90s, 
ordering anything was the biggest pain in the ass in history. Do you remember, like, you used to get those things where you could order, you pay full price for one CD and you order, like, ten more at five cents a piece? Well, you do it, and I they come, like, 18 months later, or yeah. they just never come at all. I do remember ordering a Brett Favre jersey out of the back of a J.C. Penney's catalog, so I at least remember that yeah. era. What a time. Yeah. What a time. Brutal. Chris Rich says, I never want Texas to do good, but I hope we both make it to the conference game. A big middle bird as a farewell. Um, I don't, like, I feel confident, I guess, that if the 3-6 model in the SEC happens, OU will play Texas, Arkansas, Missouri every single year. I guess I haven't paid enough attention to Texas and what people down there think that their 3-6 model is going to be. Obviously, one would be OU. But I don't know if like A and M is in that, if Arkansas is in that, or, or what their three six model would look like. I haven't yeah. paid enough attention to them. Yeah, I think the texts are saying like on the way out of the no, Big I, 12, I, I know, right? yeah, I oh, know. Okay. I just yeah, sparked yeah. a random thought about UT going to the SEC. Well, I'm sure it's probably been floated around Oklahoma and A and M as two of their three, right? Now I don't know if either them or A and M are willing for that to happen which is the the strangest thing ever that they don't want. They're fighting over recruiting superiority in the state of Texas, but they don't want to play each other. There's no better way than to prove that your rival is awful than by just straight up beating them every single year, right? Well, it's fake tough, though. Is that all that shocking for those two schools? Most no. Yeah, I mean, that's. I'm not surprised by it. Well, it's not shocking, but it still is shocking that you don't just want to go beat them. I, I don't know. Maybe there's well, more to, to it. To be fair, you would think after this past decade us. plus that A&M would want to play Texas now more than ever, but they were still scared off by it. I know. I know. I, I don't understand it, but, again, like I don't know. I don't know the full history of those schools, so maybe there's more to it, but – Gosh, there's no better way to humiliate them than to go beat them on the football field. Check out this tweet from 45 minutes ago. Mark Mangino, at Keeps on Wood, tweets out, Spent Friday on the hashtag OU Campus. Nice spending time with old friends. Brent has a well-oiled operation going. Schmitty on top of his game as usual. Bob was out of town but checked in. Josie is the ultimate AD. He's always thinking of ways to improve. Hashtag OU Athletics. Hashtag Boomer. How think? about this? What are you? Are you saying that Mangino's about to get back in the game? What, what's what's going on? Or nothing more than in town? Stop by to say hello. He is your offensive coordinator in waiting after Levy takes a job <laughs> next season. No, I think yeah. I think he's just um, I think he's just visiting old friends there, which is pretty cool. Yep, very cool. Very, very cool. That's some nice things well, to say. Brent has a well-oiled operation going. Schmitty on top of his game as usual. That's only nice things to say. Well, it's good. I, I'm sure it's way more well-oiled than it than it has been over the, the last calendar year, just trying to implement all the changes that they had. I mean, he, he made some big changes that require some, uh, some serious navigation. Number one, the practice schedule. When you switch from a oh, morning yeah, practice schedule to an afternoon practice schedule, you would think that means well, you just change the time that you practice. I mean, it's it changes everything. It changes all of the players, like what they've been used to with their day to day lives. It changes like they have to totally reroute the entire class schedule for a bunch of guys because things you know are only offered at certain times. I mean, that that's a big change. And there was several, numerous changes that were of that scale. So hopefully they they have hit the, the point to where they are a well-oiled machine right now. Um, people are getting excited on the text line saying, well, Mangino is the new offensive analyst. You wanna, Maybe. You want to break a story about him being the new offensive analyst? I'm not breaking any story. I have – if that's the case – 
I have heard nothing about it. It would be news to me. I, I've I, also heard nothing nothing about that yeah. either. But I, it would be uh, – I think people would get excited about that if Mangino's back. Yeah. Well, I – Guy's been around the game, had a ton of success, and I'm sure he would have plenty to offer if he did uh, did take over that role. You laugh about Mangino being the OC now, but you won't be when it happens. Hashtag inside knowledge for the 918. Yeah, I don't – I guess I just don't see that one ever happening, but maybe you yeah. can be right in the end. Inside knowledge. <laughs> uh, what? I don't know who this is, but it's great. 972. It wouldn't matter if they changed Teddy's schedule. He probably still wouldn't have gone to class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, easy. Come on, man. I'm sitting right here. Uh, that's good. We've had some good texts today. Nice job, guys. No Super Bowl Jeez. hangover for the text line. No, they're on top of their game. Which, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll get back to uh, the text line after that. 651-3439. Newcastle Casino today. Stop in and check us out. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Are you going to keep driving that same old truck? Save at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. New 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab SLT take up to $3,250 off MSRP. $500 consumer cash, $250 when financed with GMF. Online at mntc.edu. Time for our Under the Radar feature brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Did I have Nicole May as my Under the Radar player on Friday? Did did I? I think Uh, I did. Maybe. Pretty sure that I did. Well, guess what? Nicole May was my Under the Radar player on Friday. She's my Under the Radar player on Monday as well. Because wow. I gave her props on Friday for the performance she had on Thursday. Eight scoreless innings in a one nothing win. Well, I think she did something even more impressive after I named her under-the-radar player on Friday. She gets thrown into a tough spot over the weekend, man. I don't know if you saw this or not. Washington's got all the momentum. Um, they're just one run down. They've got the bases loaded. Nicole May gets out of a bases-loaded jam in the fourth. She goes on. She strikes out seven of the last hitters. She's seven out of the last eleven hitters she saw in that game. Washington's ranked. I think they might be a little bit better than the ranking that they had last week next to their name. Nicole May so far, she has eighteen strikeouts in ten and one third innings. Only allowed five hits, no runs allowed so far this year. If she's not the Big Twelve pitcher of the week, we absolutely riot. We riot the Big Twelve offense. I, I'm going to guess that she probably is. But Nicole May, the reason why OU is undefeated right now after this weekend, she's the reason. Under the radar player once again. Wow. There you go. Was uh, was it too close for comfort in some of the games over the weekend for you? Um, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, they won two games by one run. You're just not used to seeing that. But that goes to the unrealistic expectations that we have, right? Yeah. If they play five games and they win two of those by one run, it's like, all right, what's wrong with these? What's wrong with this team? Are they not as good as last year? Like, what, they still went five and zero over the weekend and beat three ranked teams. You know, I don't think right. there was another team in college softball that did that this weekend. But we just expect them to beat everyone by eight or nine runs, and it's just not realistic. But yeah, it wasn't the perfect weekend. But if that was their B game and they still went five and zero over the weekend, I still think that says quite a bit. Well. Um... Yeah, I think uh, I think nonetheless undefeated, still rolling, and um, got to see multiple ch- uh, pitchers go out there, look pretty solid, and uh, I'm sure they're going to hit their stride and uh, continue to get better and better as the season rolls on. But all in all, pretty positive stuff. Yeah, five and zero. Oh. Who's your under the radar player from the Super Bowl last well, night? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I think it's the Chiefs' offensive line. Um. A lot of people, myself included, thought the difference maker of the football game was going to be the Eagles' defensive line. And 
the Kansas City Chiefs did a really, really good job on those guys. Um, you know, there were a handful of pressures. Mahomes did a good job, even though he had the, the bum ankle of staying elusive and being able to create and, and, and not take any big negative chunks. But the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line stepped up and answered the call. You know, that, that Eagles D-line was not just the most productive in the NFL this year. It's one of the most productive defensive lines sack-wise in NFL history. So the fact that they were able to lock them up and do as good a job as they did, ran the ball effectively, uh, obviously threw it effectively, I think they are they should be uh, the under-the-radar players of the week. <sighs> Got to think Creed's about to get paid. He may be the second-best center in the league, and he's yeah. you know still on his rookie deal. And then... Orlando Brown's just on a – did they franchise tag him or is he on a one-year deal? I can't remember which one, but he's about to be up as well. Like, I don't know if Creed's up this offseason or not, but if he is, I would think both those guys are about to make some coin. I think Creed is on a four-year rookie deal, so he's going to be going – was this his second year or third year? His, his last well, – let me think. This was his second year. Okay, you sure? No. <laughs> 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, I think this I think this was his second year. I think 2020 was his last year. Um he redshirted in 17, played in 18, 19, and 20. Okay, yeah, all right. And then uh bounced. So I think he's got a little bit of time, but he's he's gonna make a ton of money. And Orlando Brown uh, he is an unrestricted free agent after this year. Ooh, so, yeah, he's going to get paid big time. Well, Chiefs want him back. I'm going to guess that they're going to have to pay him rather. And he was making uh, great money this year just off that one-year deal or franchise. I, can't I think remember he which made like 15 or 17 this year. Pretty big money yeah. for sure. Orlando was franchised is what the uh, text line is saying. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes faked a limp like Caleb Williams, LOL. There's been a lot of Mahomes was faking the injury text from last night hard to say um have you ever had a bad ankle sprain one time in my entire life it was a basketball scrimmage yeah well i've had a bunch of them and you know once you sprain your ankle it's way easier to sprain it the second time like like to to re-injure it but it does tend to maybe give up a little bit easier to where you can come back and like the first sprain, like the first big sprain, it takes a long time for it to get right. But you can re-injure it after that, and it, it is wobbly, and it feels like anytime you step on uneven ground, it just kind of buckles underneath you. You will re-roll it, and it's incredibly painful, but you can kind of bounce back from it quicker. That being said, when I saw his face and saw the way he walked off the field, I thought he was done yeah. for the night. Well, so, that's where a longer halftime really benefited the Chiefs last night. Instead of about 12 minutes, about 30 minutes in that game. Dude, you know what's crazy? The halftime was like 30 minutes long. The coin toss was like 15 minutes long. It had like a, a full feature-length film. Um after they got everyone out there to the to the coin toss, which was great, I just I thought it was a weird time to do that. Um, so five thirty is whenever they start. They walked out for the coin toss at like five thirty three or five thirty four, I think. The game was over at nine fifteen, including a thirty minute halftime. That's the fastest Super Bowl <laughs> I know, I've man. ever seen. I know it. It was moving in the second half, or at least it felt like it. It's yeah. really moving. I um, think the, the Eagles had the longest drive in Super Bowl history, didn't they? And that what they said during the broadcast? Was it the, 17 plays? Yeah. Um, under the radar career that ended last night, since this is our under the radar segment. How about Chad Henney? He retired last night after a 15-year NFL career, $40 million in career earnings, mm. and the same number of Super Bowl rings as John Elway, Peyton Manning, Bart Starr, and Roger Staubach. And he wow. was holding a, bold li- uh, a Bud Light bottle on the field as uh, he announced his retirement. Amazing. Awesome. That's cool. Congrats to him for, uh, 
for going out on top, having a nice long career, making a lot of money. That was really cool. Hey, I didn't get a chance to ask you, what did you think of the halftime show? At our house, the entire conversation was, and thankfully, like, kind of uncomfortable or you're taking a little bit of a risk if you're a guy and say this out loud. But it was asked very early on if Rihanna was pregnant, and then that's kind of the conversation that happened after that. It was weird. Like, the the the, uh, the guys that were just, like, running up and down. It looked like they were doing gassers during the yeah. uh, actual performance. Like, they had to be just done after that for as much as they ran. I it, the, the songs were recognizable, and I think that most of those songs are actually good. Takes you back to the old college bar days. But in terms of the actual performance, like that's yeah, pretty forgettable for me, to be honest. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was um, I thought it was good. Uh, I knew most of the songs. She slowed it down there with one that I had never heard before. Knew most of the songs. They were foot tappers. It didn't. I wasn't just blown away which i don't need to be blown away right there's a bunch of things that they try to do like you know where the it's just it's got to be the greatest thing ever i didn't think that that was trying to be the greatest thing ever which made me actually really just kind of enjoy the uh the pace of it i, I enjoy, it was well, he, entertaining he, okay that's probably a little bit more fair rihanna herself was was good but this text says I couldn't get over the dancers dressed like spy balloons. That's where my attention was at the entire halftime show. It wasn't yeah. necessarily on Rihanna. It's what are these spy balloons doing running 80 yards at a time? I, I don't right. I don't think that that was necessarily fair to Rihanna because that's what most people were talking about, I feel like, afterwards. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, she was uh, she was pretty stable the whole time, not doing a whole lot of moving around, which, you know, it was cool. Y'all both give me vibes that y'all listen to Umbrella in your shower. There's some truth to that. I'm not going to say uh, it's never happened before. It doesn't happen on the reg, but it's happened before. I, yeah, that song's not in the rotation, but if it is, I'm, I'm not scared to belt it out. I'm not Te- scared to let it go. 918, Teddy was singing along to Bright Like a Diamond. <laughs> Shine bright like it. Yes, I definitely was. Five eight zero Super Bowl halftime show in general is overrated. Thought yesterday's performance was nothing special. Yeah, I think it. Well, it, uh, I don't know that it's always overrated. I think it is. It's built up way too much. Like like every year has to be the biggest production ever. The greatest thing ever it has to blow everyone away. That's why I'm saying I was just I was I was actually. You know, it was nice to have something that was just kind of low key, like it wasn't all over the place, nonstop with people running. Like as far as her, like I know the uh, dancers yeah, were yeah, all over yeah, the place, yeah. but. I don't know. I thought it was a nice change of pace. Anyone who it. won't admit to Umbrella being a bop is lying to themselves. It's, well, hard, the it's hard to read it, by the way, Umbrella. I want to say Umbrella when I read it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Anyone accusing me of singing that that song, whatever, in the shower or driving, I, if you're accusing me of that, that means that you do it all the time, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, 100%. Hazmat suit dance off gross. Um, it was like all the other halftime shows because I slept through it like I always do. Uh, didn't hold a candle to Creed's performance, Sugar Shane in Newcastle. Yeah. Wasn't that like Thanksgiving Day in 2001 at a Cowboys game? What was it now? Creed, Creed performed, I think they were the uh, Thanksgiving ha- a halftime show oh, at a nice. Cowboys game, and he was flying through the air. Uh, that's brilliant. They. Bring bring Creed back for the next year's Super Bowl. Nine one eight. Watch the halftime show today. Glad we didn't watch last night. Not kid friendly at all. Was the world ending? Really? Was the world ending? By the way, I guess this could be in what caught your eye coming up next. But was the world ending while we were all watching the Super Bowl? Something happened in Ohio, and I haven't really grasped what has happened oh. there. Well, what hap- that happened in Ohio 
a long time ago, and it's just now starting to really? get some mainstream huh. attention. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I did think it was strange that the Pentagon held a press briefing during the Super Bowl about the three UFOs they've shot down over the last week. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, man. Good stuff. Real, right. real quick, uh, yeah. Chris Stapleton, letter grade for the national anthem. Didn't see it. Yeah. But I would say usually everything Chris Stapleton does is really good. So I enjoyed it. I don't know. I'd be shocked if it wasn't good. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay Make tuned. the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. The Buick family is all here at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Factory incentives have just hit the manager's desk. New 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $3,850 off all new 2023 Buick Envisions with 500 consumer cash, 250 when financed through GMF, and $3,100 dealer discount. Super savings at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch double the sports action with this exclusive basketball ticket offer. For a limited time, you can purchase four tickets for $40 to the Sooner Men's Basketball Game versus TCU on March 4th. With your ticket purchase, you'll also receive same-day access to the Sooner Men's Gymnastics Meet versus Michigan. To purchase this special offer, visit Soonersports.com hoops or call the OU Athletics Ticket Office at 405-325-2424. Sports radio icon Mike Steely. You know, you may not think he's smart, but he is. And 247 Sports Parker Thune. This dude is just drama of the highest degree. Get you through the midday with the Steelman and Thune at noon. You people really need to get outside and get a life. Mike Steely and Parker Thune. The Steelman and Thune at noon. Weekday afternoons from noon to 2 on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Tyler McComas here, and if you're like me and you love to bowl, Sooner Bowling Center has made it even easier for you and your family to bowl. Visit SoonerBowl.com and skip the line to make online reservations. You can reserve your lanes, book a group party, or birthday party all by just visiting them online. With great food from the Spare Time Grill, bowling, and the newest patio in town, Sooner Bowling Center is great for the entire family. 550 24th Avenue Northwest or visit SoonerBowl.com. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. Dreaming of an escape? What about a relaxing escape to your very own backyard? Signature Custom Pools can turn your dreams into reality. Signature Custom Pools creates distinctive designs to fit your perfect getaway. Call Signature Custom Pools for your free design consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com and turn your backyard into your dream escape. Five tacos of cheese and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. 
Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. West Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at WYG. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. West Yalagosny Law. Give them a call today, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, I'll start here since we were just talking about Super Bowls uh, or the Super Bowl. Listen to this. Last night, the Eagles threw for 300-plus yards, rushed for three touchdowns, had over 35 minutes of time of possession, converted 60% of their third downs, went for it on fourth down multiple times, and converted them all. No team had done that in any game, regular or postseason, since the Bengals did it on December 17th, 1989, and it's a game that they won 61-7. to <laughs> And yet the Eagles lost last night. And they Man. lost. Is that crazy or what? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there was a lot of big moments in the game, but if the Eagles just get a stop, maybe even hold Kansas City to a field goal in the first possession of the third quarter, they probably go on to win that game. But if they get a stop, it may not even be close. Well, yeah, like I said earlier, I think that game was won on three plays. The fumble for a touchdown, the punt return, and then the defensive holding. Yep, I agree. Outside of those three plays, not only do I think Philly wins, I think it's an absolute blowout. Um, Kansas came to town over the weekend. Tyler, we haven't mentioned it. They won the basketball game. 78-55. 78-55. Now, I will say, I thought it was a thought it was a solid crowd. thought it was a, a good-looking crowd there for that game, which we knew it was going to be. But um, we started off hot. It looked like we were going to have something. Maybe we're yes. going to take this thing the distance and make Kansas work for it. And then, what, about midway through the first half, uh, it went cold. Well, yeah, I went cold in a hurry, and I remember saying with, like, you know, 12 minutes left in the first half, okay, kind of looks like we're going to play well today. All right, like, they're, they're, they're hitting some shots here. Like, it, it's going okay. They were up by four or five at one point. I feel like I turned away from the TV for about 30 seconds, and I turned back, and they were down eight all of a sudden. It's like, yeah. KU went on this quick run. And OU never got back in the game. And then at halftime, it was bad, but they kept extending the lead. It was um, – there's been a lot of blow moments this year, but that was definitely a low moment, losing to KU by 23 at home. And I just don't know – I don't know what the identity of this basketball team is. I don't know what they do really well outside of sometimes. They'll hit some shots from the outside, and they're tough to beat, but that doesn't really happen on a very regular basis. That, that loss just that, – that one hurt. That one, that, yeah. that was yeah, pretty depressing. We led twenty to nineteen with five twenty-five left in the first half. Over that five twenty-five, Kansas put it on us. We didn't score a bucket. Uh, Jalen Hill made a layup at five forty-three left in the first half to give us the lead at twenty to nineteen. We didn't make another bucket until 25 seconds left in the half when Jalen Hill hit a jumper. Yeah, that's not good. No. And some teams can get by. I mean, that's that's a recipe for disaster, what you just read, for pretty much everybody. But some teams can, you know, limit that a little bit better than others because they can play well on the defensive end of the floor, you know. But that's not really the case for this team right now, unfortunately. Yep. If they go yep. that long without a drought, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to feel it. We're going to see it. It's tough. Well, yeah, that's all I got. Um, you read all this over the weekend about the New Mexico State basketball team? There's I didn't. I heard uh, Toby Rowland, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners and uh, host of the T-Row in the Morning Show, talking a little bit about it this morning. False imprisonment, sexual contact, and locker rooms since last summer are among allegations against three New Mexico State basketball players 
in a New Mexico State Police Department report. Victim states it happens at home and on the road. Teammates watched it happen and didn't intervene. There's been a lot of bad things that have happened with the New Mexico State basketball team this year, and they finally yeah. just called the season this weekend said, yeah, that's that's it. We're not playing anymore. Like, yep. I, Can anyone else remember a time that we've seen a – I mean, I would call New Mexico State a major college basketball team because we've seen them in the NCAA tournament, right? Just say the season is over. But before the regular season even ends, it's nuts. Yeah. Now, I don't know what was going on. Like, that's a, some type of hazing, right? Um, yes. Extreme hazing, I guess. I don't, I don't know what, what, any of, what the details of that are, but uh, just brutal. And I guess there was some type of shooting at some point that left a student from New Mexico State dead, and it was one of the, one of the basketball players – that was accused, and I don't know what the resolution of that whole situation was, but whatever, all of that combined enough for them to pull the plug on this year and, and uh, really take stock of what's going on and figure out yeah. what they need to do moving forward. Uh, this next one is a trivia question. Mike Brooks, OU historian, tweeted this out today. He said, never too early to look at some sooner NFL combine performances. Here are the top seven in the forty. You know who has the fastest 40 in OU history at the Combine? I do. You hear us read it off earlier? I did. Hmm. Eric Bassey with the 4-3-6. Did, uh, er- did you know that before we said I know, that? I didn't know that that uh, he had the fastest, but it's not a shock. I mean, he was a, he was a, he was a 4-3 guy at Oklahoma, no doubt. Absolutely. Bassey but, has the – yeah, no, go, finish that thought and I'll read the rest of the list. No, I'm just saying like they're – like I wouldn't say he's the fastest guy that I played with, or but he he has the fastest time, and it's not a four three six totally within his range. Absolutely, uh, Demarco right behind him four three seven as that's the second one that's fastest. Super time. impressive to me. Brandon Williams also a four three seven. Kenny Stills fourth all time with a four three eight. Dee at five with a four three nine. And then AD Adrian Peterson at a four four one, along with Michael Hawkins at a four four one. Only played at OU one year, and OU is heavily pursuing his son Michael Hawkins Jr. for their quarterback in the twenty twenty four class. Yeah, yeah. Um, stud was a stud athlete with uh, with a lot of confidence in himself, in himself, and hey, it it paid off for him. It's an interesting list on there, man. Kenny Stills, that's impressive because Kenny Stills was not a small wide receiver. No. No, he was not. That surprised me to see him fourth on that list of all time. That's that's crazy. Uh, Last one I had, there's a new crystal ball in today for Dylan Riola to Nebraska. Current Mm. five-star quarterback, number one overall player in the 2024 class. Uh, Would be one of the biggest, maybe the biggest recruits Nebraska has ever had. Yeah. Um, comes on the heels of uh, what his dad, Dominic Riola, talking about how good Matt Rule is doing and like what the vision of the program is there. And, um, you know, he's, he's obviously a legacy there. His dad was a All-American at Nebraska. So, and they've got some, they've got some pieces in place to be able to compete on a handful of guys across the country. That would be if they could pull that off. That could open the floodgates and, and oh, start buddy. to get some more players yes, up there. Yes, it would. It absolutely would. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Are you going to keep driving that same old truck? Save at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. New 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab SLT take up to $3,250 off MSRP. $500 consumer cash, $250 when financed with GMF, and $2,500 dealer discount. No more cash cow. Drive away in a new ride today. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. 
So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. We are the Carlstone, a 55-plus active living community in Norman, Oklahoma. Our professional and caring staff members have over 80 years of combined experience. And with our luxurious facilities, you're guaranteed to enjoy retirement. Get in a workout, spend a night out with friends, or get cozy and stay in for a movie. Call or visit us online today and start living the good life at the Carlstone. Don't miss your chance to catch the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners softball team this spring. The Omni Hall of Fame Classic Tournament at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC will take place March 17th through the 19th. Tickets start at just $20 and are available now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Valentine's Day is all about love, and we have gifts sure to make her heart skip a beat. Come in and let's find the perfect gift. She might even have a wish list waiting for you. Give us a call or message us, and we can have it wrapped and ready. And if you're looking to outdo Cupid this year, our Antwerp Diamond Supplier is here February 11th through 13th. The selection and prices are oh so sweet. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Dreaming of your own backyard oasis? Be the envy of your neighborhood and let Signature Custom Pools help you create the perfect poolside paradise. Their professional design expertise can transport you into your own Mystic Falls, suburban sanctuary, or Mediterranean retreat. Settle into an endless vacation, entertain your family, friends, and get the signature touch with Signature Custom Pools. Call them for a free consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com today. Somewhere, there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Day one, the hardest day, the day you hear. This is a type of blood cancer. But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. To learn more and get help on day two, day 28, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. The Central Oklahoma View of GMC Dealers is bringing you this hour of the rush. Uh, text line has a few thoughts on your comment of saying it was a great crowd. One says, um, I was at the basketball game and it was definitely 45% KU fans. The other says, yeah, it was a good crowd, especially for an away game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I did not specify about the breakdown just that it was uh, a pretty packed house brutal though yeah frustrating i hate that for those guys um i hate it for porter moser i know they're pouring a bunch of of hard work in there 
Do you see anything that stands out as like to point at as to why things are not going well? I mean, I could pretty much point at everything, but they just consistently get dominated in the paints. That's, but that I've been I think we've been saying that for a while, but definitely this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and not only that, like they get in foul trouble really easily down yeah. low as well, which is a real issue. Well, that's what happens whenever you're like Tanner Groves is he's playing out of position, really, you know? I mean, it's kinda like what we saw with Manic. You know, Manic struggled having to defend a lot of those bigs and you know, it's not really what what he wanted to do or what he's best at. And it's, I think it's been kind of the same thing with Tanner Groves to a certain degree. Um, you know, whenever you're you're outsized and out, you know, you don't have the athleticism, you end up being out of position and, and having to. I think we just lost Teddy from the uh, Newcastle Casino. We'll get him back on the other side. By the way, 201 days until uh, kickoff in Norman. So on three had their uh, big-time week one games to come. Uh, number one was Florida State and LSU in Orlando, which that's not only going to be the best game of week one, that's going to be one of the better games of maybe the entire college football season. Colorado at TCU was at number two, the much-anticipated mm. opener for uh, Dion and CU. North Carolina and South Carolina at three. Teddy, these are the best uh, week one games, according to On3. Florida at Utah is at number four. And West Virginia at Penn State is number five. A lot of meat on the bone for Florida State and LSU. Definitely see you at TCU. I think that Florida-Utah game is a little bit underrated, though. I I would put that at number three, probably. Yeah, I do, too. I, I think Florida-Utah is going to – it was a great game last year. Um, really good game last year. I think it will be again. But the TCU-Colorado game, because of, uh, of prime – has everyone really interested in what's going to go down there? It's probably unfortunate for them, but we'll see. All right, final hour of the rush coming up next. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access